Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Building Sombrero Podcast. I'm Dominic Stern, joined as always by Cole Bradley and Ryan Blank. We're here to discuss, and this episode we'll be discussing our National League predictions, and the other episode we'll be discussing our American League predictions. Just want to split it up, give you uh, a little, you know, break if you want, so you don't have to just go out and listen to us banging out for an hour and a half. Figured we'd keep it a little easier on you guys. So National League, two of us, we are represented in the National League. Uh, I'm a Potters fan, Cole's Diamondbacks fan, and we, we try to keep our bias out of our opinions, but Ryan doesn't do a very good job of that. Oh, I do a great job of it. I am not biased. I may be biased against the Padres, but that's just to piss you off. Right. Well, I think everyone hates the Potters because of me, but that, that's fine. I'm doing, I'm doing my part. So, I think they're all right. I think the Padres are all right. I anybody but the Dodgers. Hey, I yes. like Diamondbacks though. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, the way this episode's gonna work is we're gonna start with our standings predictions, and then we'll do our awards predictions for the National League. And so we we devised this plan right before we started recording. So basically, I'm gonna say we're gonna pick a division. We're gonna start with that division, and then I'm gonna say fifth place, and then we'll count down from three, and then we'll say the team. And if we are unanimous on the decision, which I know will be for a couple of them, then we won't debate it. If we aren't, then those people will debate. Seems simple enough. So we're going to start on the West because West Coast, Best Coast. And Cole and I, both our teams are in the NL West. So we figured we'd start out there. So fifth place in the NL West, pretty confident this is going to be unanimous. Three, two, one, Giants. Giants, okay. All right. So we're unanimous there. Fourth place, pretty common, will be unanimous here too. Ryan might throw in the Padres, but that would just be to spite me. All right, fourth place, three, two, one. Rockies. Yep. All right, we're unanimous there. I think we're going to be unanimous on this division. Yeah. Third place, three, two, one. Padres. Padres. Okay. And then I'm assuming we're going to go Diamondbacks and Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not okay. waste your time. All right, we don't need to waste your time. I feel like this is a pretty fairly easy division to predict. Maybe second and third place are up for grabs. Two teams that are playoff contenders, but we'll see. All right, we'll move we'll move east. Let's go to the central. This is uh this is a really weird division. It's not very top heavy, it's just kinda clumped in the middle. So fifth place, we're probably gonna be unanimous on this one. One, two, three. Pirates. All right. Okay. Unanimous there. Fourth place. Here's where things could change a bit. Three, two, one. Cubs. Okay. All right. We're unanimous there. (laughs) All right. Third place. Three, two, one. Brewers. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's our first, uh, here's our first difference. So, I'm going to I'll start this because I am the moderator and I was the I was the lone man out here. So the Brewers, first off, they finished behind in the standings last year from the Cardinals. Cardinals, I feel like, are more of a complete team. They have a much better starting pitching staff. I think both teams have pretty solid bullpens. Uh, the Cardinals bullpen is kind of out of whack right now. John Brebria, he's not going to play at all this year. Jordan Hicks opted out. Guy goes still a question mark for whether or not he'll be ready for the season. So they have some, they have some questions, but this team is consistent every year. So I think they'll end up getting second place in this division right in front of the Brewers. And 
I just don't think the Brewers have that firepower with Yusmani Grandal and Mike Moustakis in the lineup leaving. So I will be picking them for third place. Why do you guys think the Brewers will finish in front of the Cardinals? Well, personally, as of right now, I think it's going to be close. And honestly, I could see it going either way. And I totally agree with you. You know, St. Louis is just so much more of a consistent team, always has been, probably always will be. Um, They've built that uh, rapport since they've really been a franchise. But you mentioned the bullpen. You mentioned how Hicks opted out, which is a big loss for them. Um, Brabia is not going to play this year, which is another really solid reliever for them. Uh, Carlos Martinez hasn't reported to camp yet. That's another guy who, you know, he was huge for their bullpen last year and is another guy who, you know, if you need a sixth starter, you can throw him out there whenever you need him. So that's a valuable piece that by some chance they don't actually get him by the time the season comes around. Um, that's a big loss. So I just think pitching overall, mainly the bullpen is, is um, what's, what's going to hurt their chances here. I still think it's going to be really close. But I just – I think Milwaukee has the edge um, solely because the bullpen's there. Obviously, it's one of the best in baseball. Um, the rotation's not the best. Um, but I just think they're a little bit more solid at the moment. And, again, I think it's going to be really close. But I just can't sit here and say right now that the Cardinals are going to finish second. There's one name neither of you guys have mentioned about the Cardinals. Marcelo Zuna's gone. That was a big bat in their lineup. I think that's going to have an effect. And also, as you got both mentioned, the bullpen, I think the bullpen's really going to hurt the Cardinals. They have a solid rotation, but I just think when it comes down to late innings, I would take the Brewers' bullpen as they are one of the best in the league. So I, I have the Brewers above the Cardinals. Okay. All right. You know, I think coming into this, this was going to be a wide-open division. So uh, – do you guys have the Cardinals? I mean, do you have the Brewers in at second place? Yeah, I think so. I yes, and so then we all have the Reds in first place, so we don't need to debate yes. that. Yes. Yep. Okay, we'll continue to move out east. So here, here's the fun division to predict, <laughs> the east. So I think we're all going to be unanimous for fifth place. So let's just go ahead and get that one over with. Three, two, one, Marlins. Oh, damn me. <laughs> yes, okay. They'll be better this year for sure. I think they're – they're, they've got a nice, young, and talented pitching staff, but it's still nowhere ready to compete in that Eastern division. And they added a couple of veteran bats that I think will help them stay competitive in games, but certainly in last place. So fourth place, here's where things get interesting. I bet I have a different answer than you guys here. Three, two, one. Mets. Please. Ryan, what'd you say? Mets. Okay. All right. Cole, you're the lone man here. Why are the Phillies fourth place team? So again, I think it, it's, it's really close for me, but it's going to come down to uh, health. And there's another team in this division. I think everyone can guess when it comes to health. Uh, it's not really the name of their game, the but Philadelphia is another one of those teams, especially last year that was just riddled with injury. I think they'll be better and I could definitely see them being, third or even second here, but I think it's really going to depend on, um, again, just staying healthy. I like some of the moves they made in the offseason. I like Joe Girardi coming in as the manager. I, I think he's an awesome guy to take the reins of that team. I just don't – I can't say I'm very confident about them staying healthy this season and really getting the job done, especially 
since you have Washington, who's coming off of a World Series win. But, I don't know, I just then fourth, maybe third. Well, here's my argument for them being better than the Mets, is that Zach Wheeler is now a Philly, and he may not have the best numbers, but his stuff is there. So he can always take that step forward. He's never going to be worse than where he has been in these past couple of years because he's that good of a pitcher. They also added Didi Gregorius in at shortstop. So now Gene Segura can move over and play second instead of Cesar Hernandez. Scott Kangaroo is going to play all over the field. Andrew McCutcheon is returning. Back when Andrew McCutcheon was healthy, this team was a playoff team last year. When he went down with the torn ACL against the Padres, the team kind of fell apart. So I feel like them also adding Joe Girardi, like you mentioned, that's not Gabe Kapler. Let's just make that very clear. I think this team could definitely take a step forward, and I don't see them getting fourth place. And the Mets, no DeGrom. Sorry, no DeGrom. They do have DeGrom. No Syndergaard and no Wheeler. And then their whole manager situation with Carlos Beltran now going to Luis Rojas. It's just been kind of – it's it's been a very shaky situation out there, and I see them getting fourth place. Yeah, I agree with you on the Mets because you see – They've had some turmoil this offseason with all the Astros drama, I would say, translating over to them with Carlos Beltran. I think that's definitely having an effect. Also, their pitching staff isn't as strong, like you just said. They don't have center guard and they lost Wheeler. Also, I think their bullpen is very shaky. So I think that's going to have an effect on them. The reason I say I think the Phillies are going to be better this year, I think that the addition of Wheeler is going to help their pitching staff. I think that, like both of you said, riddled with injuries last year. If Arietta can get healthy, then they have a solid rotation there with Nola, Arietta, and Wheeler. That's a really good top three. And then you also have Real Muto. You still have Bryce Harper. McCutcheon's coming back. Reese Hoskins. You've got a lot of pieces there. I expect them to stay healthier this year and to take another step forward. And plus, going from Gabe Kapler to Joe Girardi is an insurmountable advantage for them going this year. Right. So, fourth place, we're kind of all over the board. Third place, I imagine we're going to be similar. Uh, let's go three, two, one, Nationals. Nationals. Okay, so we got that. And then second place, I'd assume we're going to flip-flop our second and fourth place teams. Three. Three, two, one. Phillies. Phillies. Okay. And then in first place, we have the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see how they can rebound and who they're going to be playing at third base. It's going to be a big factor. Freddie Freeman might not be ready at the beginning of the season. He's still recovering from COVID-19. Did report to camp a couple of days ago. But I think this team is primed to take that step forward. They were They were a couple of inches away from winning game four of the NLDS last year against the Cardinals. Ball just went over Freddie Freeman's glove off the bat of Gadier Molina. If he catches that, they end up winning that game, and they don't lose. They don't allow 10 runs in the first inning of game five. So they were that close. I think they're primed to take that step forward and really make a good playoff push this year. Now we're going to move on to the awards part of this podcast. So we're going to start with – wild card teams? Oh, right. And so – we we still have two more playoff spots to fill, so we gotta take we gotta take our two wild card teams. So well, let's start with the team that we all think is gonna get the first place wild card spot, and then we'll go to second place. So I think that 
these could be really wild and we'll see where these end up. So, so let's go three, two, one. Diamondbacks. <laughs> so we're unanimous there. We think the Diamondbacks are a playoff team. They're they're a pretty well balanced team, really good pitching staff, pretty solid bullpen, really deep lineup, good bench. So we're we're all seeing eye to eye there. Here's where it's gonna get fun. All right. Second one. Three two one Phillies okay so we we have those we have we already went over the Phillies Mets debate I was very close to taking the Padres over the Phillies just because the Phillies play in the east but I I don't think we're we're quite ready we're we're getting close we're getting close yeah so now now we're going to move on to the awards part of this and so we already gave our full 162-game season predictions back before the season got shut down when we were on blazedradioonline.com. So we're going to re-give our predictions, and in case some of us have changed, I'm going to I'm going to say what we all had. So for NL Rookie of the Year, we all chose Gavin Lux. For NL Cy Young, we all chose – well, Cole and I chose Flaherty, and then Ryan chose Walker Buehler. And then for NL MVP, I chose Juan Soto, and I forget who you guys chose. I'm not sure if you guys remember. I think I chose chose Arenado. Arenado, and then? I went Acuna. Acuna. Okay. So I imagine those picks have changed. So we're going to go – we're going to give our awards, and then we're going to predict our National League champion to end the podcast. So we're going to start with Rookie of the Year because, you know, that's kind of like the least important one. So we'll start with you, Ryan. Who do you think is going to win NL Rookie of the Year? Gavin Lux. I'm right there with you. I, I think Gavin Lux is going to win NL Rookie of the Year. He's going to play second base all year for the Dodgers. Cole, you're nodding your head. Are you in agreement? Yeah, with us? I, I 100% agree. I, I honestly can't even think of anyone else in the NL this year notable who's probably going to make their debut or be a rookie this year who's even – as touted as Lux is as a prospect. So I think Lux being that he's probably going to be their everyday second baseman, like you said, by default, you know, the more reps he gets, um, the more he's going to be able to showcase, you know, what he's like. And that's just going to give him that much better of a chance to win the award. See, for me, I actually asked Don about this earlier. If Mackenzie Gore was going to get more playing time with the Padres, I could see him having a chance at it. Dom said they doesn't expect much, so I'm I'm sticking with Gavin Lux. That's that's really my reasoning. Right, Mackenzie Gore. He's looked he's looked okay in summer camp for the Padres. He's he's done a good job of striking batters out, showing that he's got the stuff to do it. But his fastball command has been a bit shaky. So when he falls behind batters, then he's going to start laying pitches over the plate, and then he's been he's been getting hit a little bit. So. I wouldn't expect to see him pitch too much. He definitely will pitch in the MLB this year, though. Next, we're going to go to NL Cy Young. I know I'm changing my pick from Jack Flaherty. Uh, Cole, we'll start with you. Who who are you picking? So I'm still staying with Flaherty. Um, I Like you said before, I went with him uh, back uh, when we were doing our 162-game predictions. And um, just to reinforce my confidence in my pick here, um, I looked up Flaherty's last 12 starts last year, and if all goes, if I'm, you know, if you do basic math and you figure five-man rotation, um, 
60-game season, each guy's going to get 12 starts. So I did last 12 starts of uh, Flaherty's 2019. 82 innings pitched, 100 strikeouts, .77 earned run average. That's ridiculous. A 131 uh, average against. He was unreal. He only gave up four home runs. Uh, he walked only 17 guys. So I think being that last year um, he started off not that good, obviously, and then he finished uh, historically good down to, like, you know, the streaky pitchers, you know, the guys who can rattle off five or six really good starts but maybe don't necessarily perform outstanding um, over the long haul. And so I think Flaherty's coming off of such a incredibly good second half, and it's going to carry over into uh, a shorter 2020 season. So I'm sticking with him for NL signing. Ryan, you sticking with Walker Bueller? I had a tough time with this. I'm going to stick with Walker Bueller, though. The guy that I really thought about going with was Steven Strasburg. But I'm going to stick with Bueller. As what Cole did, I didn't do the math because I got lazy, but I looked at his stats the last, like, 12, 10 to 15 starts or so from last year. His last 12 starts, he, he was 6-2 and two and had, a, I think, around a 3.7 ERA, which is solid. It's okay. So I expect a lot from Walker Mueller. I think that he is going to be a key piece for the Dodgers this year. You saw him take the step up last year as he went 14-4. and four last year with a 3.26 ERA. So, and six of those wins came in his last 12 starts. So he's, he's coming off a solid second half campaign and I expect a lot from him this year. So I'm going to stick with him. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good pick. He was one of the other guys back when I was trying to decide this back in the fall, who was I going to pick? I'll be, I'll be stepping away from Jack Flaherty. And it's not because I don't think he's going to do good this year. Obviously I picked him previously, so I still think he's going to be really good this year. But in a shortened season, I don't think starting pitchers are going to be relied on as much. And this is a guy that I'm going to be picking only because it's a 60-game season. And I would there's a 0% chance I would be picking him in a 162-game season. Can you guys guess who it's going to be? Kirby Yates? No. You're, you're thinking right, though. Hmm. You're picking Paddock, aren't you? No, I'm not picking Paddock. No, I'm not a – No. It's going to be a reliever. I'm, I'm picking Josh Hader to win the okay. NL Cy Young Award. And so I'm just going to read you his numbers from last year. He had 75 innings in 61 games. So he's pitching over an inning a game. So he's going to, he's used as a weapon. And you can imagine that in a shortened season, he's going to be used more than that. Like on a poor, like he's going to be used. He's going to be used more often instead of like every third game, he's going to be used every other game 2.62 ERA 0.806 whip with 138 strikeouts so he's striking out guys in an insanely high rate not allowing a lot of hits his problem is the home run ball but he was also very good against teams in his division last year against the Chicago Cubs in 10 innings he allowed zero earned runs against the Reds in 11 innings, he had a 1.64 ERA. Against Pittsburgh Pirates in nine innings, he had a 1.93 ERA. And against St. Louis Cardinals, you know, they, they did better than him than any of the other teams. 
in eight innings, he had a 3.38 ERA. And those are the teams that you're going to be facing for two-thirds of the season. So I think this is, a, this is the year where a relief pitcher has a very good chance of winning the Cy Young Award. And this is my guy I'm going to be riding with, Josh Hader. And he's going to be the big reason why the Brewers stay in contention for a playoff spot. Watch out. The Royals are going to kill Hader this year. Just wait. No. You know, I, I started laughing. I, he's going to murder the Royals. It's okay. I know. He, he's so good. So, NL MVP, we already discussed. I went Juan Soto. Brian went uh, Ronald Acuna. And Cole went Nolan Arenado. Are we going to be changing our picks for NL MVP? Cole shaking his head no. Ryan is shaking his head yes. Ryan, who are you changing it to? You both are going to hate me for this pick, and I know it. I'm going Mookie Betts. Uh, I thought you were going to go Bellinger, but okay. No, I never thought of Bellinger. I'm going Mookie Betts. And the reason is, one, he's already won an MVP. Two, he's in a contract year. He's going to have to ball out to get the money he wants. So I expect a lot from him, and I think a change of scenery is really going to up his game because he bought, last year with Boston was rough, and he wanted, he wanted out. So – I expect a lot from this year. I'm going Mookie Betts. I know it is hot take, and I know it might not happen. It probably won't happen, but I'm going to stick with it. I mean, you said Mookie Betts had a rough year last year, but he had a 295 batting average, no, okay, 29 not, bombs. Not rough year playing, rough year with the team. He had so, a rough year by his standards. I mean, even by his standards, these are all, like, right on par. He had a very good year. No, I'm talking about rough year. And the, the Red Sox went over 500 last year. Okay, there were Red Sox can go over five hundred this year. I don't think they no, will. No, they they will not. No, I. No. Our, you'll have to listen to our next podcast to hear our predictions about the Red Sox. Boom! There you go. Great transition, Dom. Great transition. Uh, I don't think Mookie Betts will win NL MVP, not because he's super talented, but just because he's going to be facing a ton of new pitchers. He doesn't really face pitchers from the NL West that often. Of course, he got to face them last year. The AL East played the NL West last year, so he's kind of got that advantage a bit. But it's still a bunch of new pitching, Can new ballparks that he doesn't really – Because these pitchers don't know how to pitch to him yet? Well, but they've scouting on him. But, like, it's different It's different for a batter to face a fair. new pitcher. Fair. That's fair. I, I get what you're trying to say. But he's super talented. I wouldn't be shocked if it didn't happen, but I was – I was not considering him for my NL MVP. But one thing about Mookie Betts is his two really good seasons, 2018 and 2016, he had to have a really good batter right behind him in David Ortiz in 2016, J.D. Martinez in 2018. And I'm thinking that Cody Bellinger could be that guy for him. And he could have a really good year because of Cody Bellinger batting behind him. That, that could be the thing. Because I imagine Mookie Betts will probably be batting second for this team and Cody Bellinger will be batting third or fourth. That's my guess. Our last thing before we wrap up this podcast, we're going to be predicting our National League champion. I'm thinking we're all going to pick the same team here, but Cole, who are you picking as your National League champion? I'm picking the Atlanta Braves. I think the only team who can actually beat the Dodgers um, in a year like this especially is Atlanta, and I think it would have been even more solidified if they would have successfully signed Puig the other day. Um, because Wait, it would have been that got COVID, so. right, right. Right. Um, I still think their chances are, 
are super good. That team is just so deep. Um, they've got it all pitching, uh, bullpen. Um, the lineup is, is incredibly strong. Um, like you said earlier, Dom Freeman may not be back for the start of the year. I really don't think it makes a difference because you still have guys like Albies and Acuna to pick him up and Ozuna. Um, when he's not in the lineup, if he's not in the lineup. And so I really think they're just, they're primed for a run this year. They're hungry after losing uh, that last game of the season against the Cardinals last year. I think they're really pissed off about that. So uh, I just think it's all the reason why they're going to end up uh, taking it all the way to the World Series this year. Ryan, you go with the Dodgers? You both hate me. I'm going with the Dodgers. I mean, I'm picking them too. I just think they're just overpowered now by getting having two MVPs in the outfield. So I think that's just helps them drastically. They have a terrific one-two punch in the rotation with Kershaw and Walker Bueller. They've got Muncy. They've got Seager. They've got Turner. They've got Lux who's going to come in. They've got Will Smith. This team is ridiculously good, and I I don't know if any team can compete with them in the NL. I would agree. I'm going with the same team, Dodgers. Their bullpen is also pretty underrated, I think. You know, they added Blake Trinan. Bruce Dark Ratterall is going to be disgusting for them. Josh Spores should be making his major league debut this year. That I think they're going to be ex- – was a terrific move by them. I will say. Right. I think, I think they end up giving up more in prospects, giving up Jeter Downs, but they make their team better for this year, which is what they really should be concerned about given the fact that they always choke in the postseason. So I think this is the year they finally get over the hump. Their starting rotation isn't as good as it has been in previous years, but their bullpen finally is good enough. I think this is the year the Dodgers get back to the fall classic. Whether or not they win it, you have to listen to the American League podcast. That's going to wrap it up for the Golden Sabrero NL Predictions podcast. Uh, American League 1 will be coming out shortly. Make sure to tune into that, and we'll catch you guys later.